Friday to you and happy fall as well. We've got less than a week of September left. All the pumpkin spice things are rolling out and we are barreling full steam ahead towards October. And of course, that means the start of AEP is nearing as well. Up first this week, we've got some housekeeping and an exciting announcement at number one. If you listen all the way to the end of our show, you're familiar with our credits. If not, well, it's a weekly shout out to our team here. We've got some updates that we are making to those credits this week and an announcement that here at Ritter, we are looking for a digital content and production assistant. And one of the things that position will do is proof the episodes of this very podcast. It's also a great opportunity to get some writing and production experience. You would be working with me and our production team, so if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, or if you know someone who would be a great fit for our team, we will have the link to that job opportunity in our episode notes. It is a full-time position, but like I said, we will have the link in the notes and you can read all the specifics there. Number two, back in our July 2nd episode of the Friday Five, which admittedly is further back than I recall, but I digress, we reported on the third installment of the payment notice for 2022. That was the proposed rule. Now we are back with the final version and many of the items we mentioned in that episode have been passed. So let's recap. Much of what was announced by CMS last Friday involves streamlining operations for those who facilitate access to coverage through the Affordable Care Act. CMS announced they will lengthen the timeframe of the annual ACA open enrollment period by an additional 30 days for 2022. This means that this period of time will run from November 1st, 2021 through January 15th, 2022, rather than ending on December 15th, 2021. And according to the legislation, which we will link to in our notes, this time frame will apply to future benefit years. Quote, the annual open enrollment period for all individual market marketplaces using the federal eligibility and enrollment platform and off-marketplace individual market plans in states with such marketplaces for 2022 and future benefit years will be November 1 of the prior year through January 15 of the benefit year, end quote. In addition to that change, CMS added a monthly special enrollment period for certain low-income consumers to give them access to low- or premium-free coverage through tax credit provisions of the American Rescue Plan Act outside of the annual open enrollment period. And then also approved in the final rule, CMS will indeed offer more support in the form of navigators for the ACA. These are unbiased individuals or organizations who are trained to help consumers and small businesses navigate the marketplace. CMS has quadrupled the number of navigators, so there are now 1,500 total navigators to assist shoppers nationwide. For more information on what was included in the final rule that applies to our particular area of the industry, like the relaunch of the Champions for Coverage program, 
and more links to additional sources on this info. You can read the write-up on our blog. We will be linking to that in our notes as well as the CMS press releases. Number three, if you've been seeing more stories about inflation or talk about the economy, well, that means there was another meeting of the Federal Reserve, now doesn't it? At this week's meeting, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell announced the committee's decision to keep interest rates at the same low near-zero mark. They did forecast a lower rise in GDP, marking that at 5.9% this year, rather than the 7% increase they were forecasting in June. When it came to core inflation, that was projected to increase 3% this year in June. That forecast has now increased to 3.7%. Throw in food and energy, and that marks up inflation to 4.2%, an increase from 3.4% in June. As far as bond tapering, what many consider to be the first step towards getting back to so-called normal, no date was given as far as when that taper might happen, just that the expectation is that officials plan to reduce monthly asset purchases soon, but so far they haven't decided when it will begin or at what rate that taper will occur. So again, we will be keeping an eye on this story as we have been over the past few months so that if there are any changes, as soon as they happen, we will report them back here. Number four, a recent study in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition is getting a lot of buzz and for good reason. The thesis behind it states that the calories in, calories out way of losing weight could be quote-unquote tragically flawed. Specifically, the study looks at the carbohydrate insulin model and is a physiological perspective on the obesity pandemic. What the study found is that the idea of consuming less and moving more doesn't quite get it right. In order to lose weight and keep it off, as many of those wonder diets claim to do, the focus should be on the food, not how much of it we're consuming. That consume less, move more way we've been looking at weight loss is what's called the energy balance model and may be an outdated philosophy. Authors of this new study are proposing a carbohydrate insulin model as a preferable solution to the obesity pandemic. They break it down this way. When humans consume high glycemic index foods, Those are defined as carbs that cause a rapid increase in blood sugar. The body does two things. It boosts insulin creation and stops glucogen from being released. Those two actions tell the fat cells in our bodies to store calories. When we eat lower carbohydrate-rich foods, it tends to limit and control the body's response to insulin and glucogen. If you're familiar with the South Beach diet, this will sound familiar. It's a diet that is based on eating foods with a lower glycemic index, so good carbs and bad carbs. That was immediately where my mind went when I was reading the news about this particular study. We will be linking to the write-up from the Today Show as well as a link to the study itself, which is very interesting. I will be curious to see what studies spring up from these findings. Number five, 
Let's talk Apple iOS 15, and I do have to apologize. Last week, I mentioned that this was set to drop on Tuesday, September 20th. Well, for anyone who has a calendar in front of them, which apparently I did not last week, Monday was actually September 20th, and that was the day iOS 15 dropped, so my apologies on that one. I downloaded the update, and there are a few really cool features that were added that I would like to point out. Possibly the most relevant, Do Not Disturb morphed into a new feature called Focus Mode, and you can adjust the settings on that. So if I want to create a setting for while I'm recording episodes like this one, I can do that, and my phone will not make any sound whatsoever unless it's important, and you can choose who those contacts are that are allowed through. One feature I had heard a few gripes about, the URL bar in Safari was moved to the bottom of the phone along with the navigation menu, Some users were not happy with that change, which I get, change is not always easy. For this one though, I'm trying it out before I decide, so we will see. But if you don't like that placement, you can switch it back to the top where it was. We will have a link on how to do that in our episode notes. Next on the list, I found myself taking a long, long stroll down memory lane on this one. In the For You section of photos, you can see all of your shared photos. So pictures and videos that you've taken and shared with others and those that have been shared with you. And I don't know about you, but I don't remember all of the photos and videos I've shared. Usually only what's on my current device, but there was a video from my daughter's second Christmas on there that I don't remember taking, and it was so neat watching that, and of course being reminded of all those other memories as well. Last but not least, this one is really small, but there's a new style for notifications that pop up on the lock screen. Notifications are much more compact, so you get a good visual glance of what you've missed without having to scroll through as much. For more on the new features and how to access them, we will have a few links in our episode notes, so be sure to check those out. And now for this week's bonus. Next week, we will have a full list of what's coming to streaming for October 2021. It's still a little bit early for that right now, but I did want to shout out Lula Rich on Amazon Prime. It's a documentary about Lula Rowe. Yes, the leggings company, and I've heard people call it the Tiger King of 2021. I'm not sure that's quite the case, but we shall see. In any case, I didn't watch Tiger King. But it was an interesting watch, and at only four episodes, it's pretty easy to binge the whole thing while you're folding laundry on the weekend. That is all I have for you this week. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Jack Clark. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. 